Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We bout to party. Unrestricted. Got that house now. We gon' turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got that big space pumping. Make them bounce now. Flossing like they bossing in the freaks. Hey everybody, it is Aubrey Edwards here at AEW Unrestricted, and this is going to be a really fun episode because we're going to kind of recap some of our favorite guests and our favorite moments from the podcast this past year. Uh, This was a really transformative year for AEW Unrestricted. If you've been a subscriber the entire time, you know that I've gone through a myriad of co-hosts. Started the year with uh, my close personal friend, Tony Schiavone, which I know is one of the most wonderful people on screen that our fans love, but also backstage is such a beloved person at AEW and such an important person to what we do. So I kind of knew going into the year that his responsibilities had increased and I I totally foresaw him kind of stepping back from the podcast, but I just want to give him fl- his flowers because he has done so much for me in my career and in so many other people's careers. And to see him thriving backstage in his role has just been so, so wonderful. So for those of you that miss Tony Schiavone, I'm sorry, but know that he is helping AEW on a grander scale. So deal with it. Uh, Then we had Alex Eberhantes who filled in and just an incredible, incredible guy. And he's one of those guys at AEW that you tell him to jump, he says how high. He's already midway up the air. Uh, He does Spanish commentary. He does managing. He did podcast hosting. And then at the same time, he ends up working at QVC selling laptops for people. Like it's, it's insane the number of things this guy does. And he's always insanely positive. Couldn't, couldn't be more thankful. And then we got Will. And I love Will Washington. He's literally one of my best friends that I see at work. And every time I see him, my face lights up. And to see the things that he's done and what he's been capable of pulling off in his short time with us has been so great. Uh, the amount of podcasting experience he brought to this company has been so, so wonderful. Uh, he has been sort of the Excalibur to my Taz is the joke that I always say, because uh, he's just so good about stats and remembering all of these amazing moments of all of our guests' careers. And I just couldn't be more thankful for doing this podcast for another year. So thank you to everyone who's been listening to AEW Unrestricted. We've got a number of good times that we're remembering today. So listen in on this brand new episode that is an awesome recap of AEW Unrestricted. Hey, everyone, and welcome to AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. And I am finally, finally joined once again by my wonderful co-host, Tony Schiavone. Where have you been, asshole? Where do you think I've been, bitch? In your home, doing other shit. <laughs> That's more important than than hanging out with me. No, I've been hanging out with my hanging dog. Hanging out with Bug, apparently. And you, you, see my new, you see my new dog, Kirby? She's walking around. She's 
Kirby and Bug just hanging out. Yeah, boy. No big deal. He doesn't have any, he doesn't want to have anything to do with her, man. That's animals in general. Yeah. I have, I have cats. They're both 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Same litter. They still hate each other. The last 17 years, man. Something about animals. Yeah. Anyway, we've we've been catching up a little bit. So let's let's get to it. Let's get to the meat of this podcast and talk with uh our guest today, Prince Nana. Hello. How are you? Joining us from Brooklyn. Yes, my good 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 good. Good, good friends, Aubrey and Tony Schiavone. I'm finally here on the podcast, Unrestricted. How are you? What are you giggling about, Tony? Why are you giggling? Sing me a song. He started giggling so early. <laughs> Sing me a song. We're in the money. We in the money. We in the money. Do, 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 do. Oh, man. He did that on the promo, and I almost fell out of my seat. Oh, my God. That is my celebration anthem whenever the embassy is number one, okay. all right, when it comes to hit list, all right, my you, friend? You got it, brother. <laughs> AEW Unrestricted is no longer a podcast. It is now a Broadway musical. We're a musical <laughs> tradition. We do musicals. We do soundtracks. All of that stuff. <laughs> what do you having? Some vodka this morning? That's some vodka you're having in your cup, Aubrey. I like it. She's having a little bit of vodka. (laughs) This is water because it's 7 a.m. here in Seattle, and I am dying of thirst. (laughs) Oh, what a beautiful city Seattle was, by the way. Right? Yeah. Right? The fans, the scenery, everything. Yeah. Everyone's like, why do you you fly cross country every week? It's like, well, if you lived here, you'd understand. And now that everyone's been here, they're like, oh, I get it. Okay. Let's stop talking about Seattle and how awesome Seattle was for AEW. Let's talk a little bit about Ring of Honor. Yeah, And I know you're just talking about Embassy being number one. Cage, Khan, Tawa, they defeated Dalton Castle and the boys. <laughs> Ring of Honor, six-man tag team championship. What did it mean for you and the Embassy to capture those titles? Oh, man, with a tear in my eye, all right? <laughs> Me and the Embassy, we headed downtown, all right? over where we were in Texas, all right? And we had some shrimp cocktails, all right? It was flowing all night long, the shrimp cocktails, my friends, all right? (laughs) One day I'll put you on to exactly how that goes because we have sauteed ones, we have grilled ones, we have a whole bunch of different, you know, uh, celebration uh, foods. And for the embassy to bring in the six-man world title at final battle, which is the grandfather of events for Ring of Honor, it, it was truly a blessing, all right? And, you know, those guys, they took my advice. They they took the direction that Prince Nana and the embassy wanted to take them. And we took them to the promised land. And there's more promised lands to go. I didn't know shrimp was something you could define as flowing. But apparently that's that's a verb you can add to shrimp. I don't want to follow that up. It's hard. It's very hard <laughs> to follow it up because it's a statement of reality, my friends. All right. <laughs> uh, without without going into your 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 past Ring of Honor, which we will do, oh, I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about how you started in pro wrestling, how you came to this country from Ghana. That's a great story. I was an exchange student. You know, I was very excited about America. You look at TV. You know, and, and you see all the people dancing and, you know, people being mean with each other, but then being nice afterwards. I wanted to be a part of it, you know. So I went to John Dewey High School in Brooklyn, New York, all right, which is one of the prestigious high schools in, in the New York City area. Foxy Brown went there, Angie Martinez, Shad Gaspard went there, Ricklin Stevens, who they call him, uh, I forget what they called him. But a, a couple of pro wrestlers went to that school, but I was actually the first 
pro wrestler to get trained by Johnny Rods. All right. The unpredictable Johnny Rods. I started training with him in, uh, 95, 96. Okay. And when I was training with Johnny Rods, I was training with Big Vito. I was training with A Train, which is known as Devon Dudley. All right. A, a gentleman by the name of Fabian Street. And we used to have a whole host of characters coming down from Taz all the way down to, you know, you, you name it. Mm. They came to Johnny Rod's school. So I did that for about seven years because I, I was a, a kid when I started with Johnny. All right. I was a little boy. All right. Maybe about 15 years old, something like this. So I, I, I started with him as a photographer, shooting all the different events. All right. I used to shoot Devon in his early years before he got to ECW, I used to shoot Skull Von Crush, which is Vito. Right. Tony worked with him uh, many, many years. Sure did. And, and then the training that I had with those guys were grueling. You know, they would come, bring me in the ring, throw me around, pick me up, throw me down, get up, fight back, don't fight back. You better sell. You better move a little bit more. So all the training that I did at Gleason's Gym with Johnny Rods and, and the rest of the team there, it was the culmination of, of where I am today. If I didn't have that training there, it wouldn't have given me what I have today. And I definitely have to give a shout out to one of my other trainers who basically trained me on the technique of, you know, doing shows and, and kind of doing TV. His name is Jim Ketman, all right? The founder of ECWA in Delaware. He used to run the Super 8 tournament. So those are my trainers, and that's how I got started. It started in 96. I didn't get my big, 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 big break, all right, until I did a show at Madison Square Garden, and I wrestled, I believe it was uh, Crash Holly, rest in peace. Okay, I know we're going to keep going on to the story, but that little snippet. <laughs> That's our whole second segment right there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like we just jumped right ahead and just let, let's talk about all the cool shit. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about, Prince. It's a lot. But one of the coolest things I want to talk about is the first day you arrived with us, that was kind of uh, last minute, wasn't it? Oh man! I actually, one of my my executive producers, he's sitting here right now. He's a producer. His name is Gizzy G. We were having a uh, a business meeting that morning, kind of like just going over what we were, what the plans were for the rest of this year and moving on. And we were doing it early. It was August, <laughs> so we were doing you know kind of like going through those things. Uh, I had just gotten back from Los Angeles doing some independent dates out there. I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't want to say that I was thinking to myself, is it time for me to hang it up? You know, I don't, I don't want to say that. Okay. But I was more contemplating what more can I do to give back as much as I can to the wrestling business without seeming selfish? Because, you know, being on TV, it's, it's an opportunity. All right. It's not something that everybody gets. So, so I wanted to make sure I gave back in some kind of way. But anyway, we were sitting down having our discussion. It was like probably one thirty or two o'clock in the afternoon. And yes, I've been to the AEW shows in the past because I have a ton of friends who supportive of me and they know that I support the product. And boom, I got a text out of nowhere from one of the executive producers at AEW. He was like, hey, listen, are you local? Are you in the area? You know, we're having a situation where you can purchase something from us. So we we, we met that the talk. We, we had the little discussion. All right. And next thing you know, boom, you know, Prince Nana has a lot of money. So it, it, money is not an issue. 
Okay, money is not an issue. Okay, so Prince Nana, boom, was in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, we, we, we got the Blanchett situation out of the way. You know, he's a great legend that I respect. And there's nobody else that, you know, nobody's shoes that I would like to fill more than Toby Blanchett. You know, so like everything that I did in the wrestling business came together in one day on July 23rd. And I'll always remember that day. And I'll always remember all the people involved. I met Tony Khan that day. I met him before, but I met him again that day. And what a great meeting we had. And man, the shrimp cocktails that night, my friends. Oh, my God. They had the big ones, the big juicy ones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I also print, uh, met Prince Nana that day uh, for the first time. And I remember... I think it was Sanjay, maybe, who said to me, Prince Nana's coming. You're going to love him. And he was right. Man, you are such Thank a treat so backstage. You really are. Tony, is, it's it's interesting because before even Tony got to AEW, he just started doing his stuff at AEW. He hit me up on Twitter, followed me back, and was like, big fan, Prince Nana. And that's all he said. And that was a really, really great thing before AEW. So I appreciate that, Tony. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, everybody. This is AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. I am Aubrey Edwards, otherwise known as the David Brunner of AEW. We'll get into that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) In addition to being a, a variety of other names, Aubrey, but they're all good. They're all good. They're all good. We'll get into that today. I'm very excited about this guest. First off, uh, thank you again, Alex Abrahentes, for being here today as our guest co-host. There is a running theory that Tony Schiavone, uh, while he's busy and typically can't make podcast recording times, that he found out we had RJ City on today and intentionally decided he wasn't going to be here. So I I heard it too, but I just wasn't going to bring it up. uh, Welcome to the show, RJ City. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'll I'll take the heat for it. I want to lay it out. I've had yes. a conspiracy in my mind for about, I would say, three or four months now Ooh. that Tony Schiavone has heat with me. Mm. And I want to clarify, it's nothing that Tony has ever done. <laughs> um, I did an interview, a Hey W interview with Jade Cargill. And one of my questions was, why are Tony Schiavone shit so big? I remember that. <laughs> it was a lot. So it was a thing on the show. And then when the episode came out, somebody wrote, oh, what was Tony Schiavone's reaction? I don't know, because I don't work with him. I see him maybe in the hall once a month, and that's it. And then I got it in my head that he saw it 
and hated it oh. and has been avoiding me. So every interaction I've had with him since, I've colored it in my head. That meanwhile, who knows if he's even seen it? You know, and then I thought, should I have cleared it with him? I have no idea. Mm. So I, I came on here for the podcast and I thought I would be getting the Aubrey Shivani experience. And then no Tony, conveniently missing. Nope. And then so so I likened it to when Johnny Carson would take off and David Brenner would co-host and they would have guests on that Johnny didn't personally like. Okay. That's a, I mean, that's a fair theory. Yeah. It is a fair theory. Very, very fair. Yeah. So you've got heat with Tony Schiavone. You actually have heat with me now, too. I don't have heat. I Okay, why? Please, go oh, ahead. Oh, this is good. Breaking news. Okay, so so here's the thing. So there is a, like, Italian tradition that, and I, I learned this when I married into an Italian family, that when you, you eat your meal, whatever, you've got your appetizers, your, your sides, your main course, all that, and at the end of the meal, there is a salad. Mm. And every time I'm at my in-law's house, my mother-in-law is like, you have to eat your salad. I'm like, no, Gina, nobody wants to eat the fucking salad. We <laughs> wanted to fill up on like lasagna and all this delicious stuff. Like, I don't want to eat a salad. Yeah. I don't need a palate cleanser. I want to remain, like have lasagna on my palate still. So I was discussing this with RJ and catering as he's eating this fruit. I'm like, why are you eating all the fruit? You just had this wonderful thing. And he's like, oh, it's a palate cleanser. I'm like, no, we don't do that here. You have the fruit first. Enjoy it. What is the problem? So well, I've just decided that we have heat because of this. Alex, listen to those exclusionary words. We don't do that here. <laughs> Wait a second. But I'm so confused. A salad is so completely different than fruit. Fruit could be considered a dessert, could it not? It could, but it, the way he had it assembled, it could be con believed to be a fruit salad. Yeah. I was taught fruit is like maybe a, a digestive. First of all, fruit is not good to have on an empty stomach because it's so acidic. Wow. Right? Not that good for you. I disagree. It's not to agree or disagree. That's it's <laughs> biological. <I don't, laughs> it's just true. I, it's not an opinion piece here. <laughs> But I had that fruit salad. AW does wonderful job on the on the fruit spread, and I think it Thank goes you. often unused. People load up yes. on the lasagnas and the sweet potato fries and the what have you. And I wanted to lend some some credence to the fruit department, so I was actively enjoying a bowl of fruit. Like really, that was very kind of you. <laughs> it was kind of me, and you know, you hold it up to the chef and you give them a little nod like hey some fruit <laughs> tell sabrina like hey kill yeah. him with the fruit <laughs> and aubrey just could not stand to be seated next to me while i was doing this wow the things you learn here at unrestricted i mean my goodness breaking news yeah breaking news oh my god all right well i don't know do you have heat with alex rj i feel like you have to i now don't we've... i actually enjoy alex a lot and I binged a few of his videos <laughs> that's right including his had a burn a CD. Yes, I'm famous for that. Yeah, on my <laughs> on my algorithm. And I thought, let's click on this. And it's so funny to hear Alex's wrestling fans aren't listening to this voice. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like a real professional human being. And I'm like, wow. Well, thank you. Uh, as opposed to now. His, his QVC voice. Yes. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, 40 minutes have gone by. And I'm just deep into this this informative world. Yeah, I appreciate that. But did you learn how to burn a CD? I did. I'll never apply that knowledge, but I learned. No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> 2023. I, I think that knowledge is a little dated now, but it's it's still important to know. Understand You'd be surprised. I, I mean, if I had to burn one today, I'd be screwed. I don't even think I have a CD-ROM drive. So 
I don't know if half our roster even knows what a CD-ROM drive is, to be perfectly honest. That is fair. I love how you're talking about useful YouTube videos to a person who often sits through PBS station identification supercuts. Oh, my God. So great. Wow. They're relaxing. Alex is very relaxing. He is. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Soothing. Some people listen to ASMR videos. Some people listen to Alex Abrantes. Yes. Maybe I should combine both. Oh, there's a market for that. Oh, my God. I would listen to the old computer start up with that hot air. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Intel logo. Yes. Is this about me? Do you have any questions about me? I mean, you know what? We do have some questions (laughs) about you. Yes, we do. Aubrey Edwards here with my special guest co-host, Alex Abrahentes. I think you've now reached new best friend status because Tony ditches me all the time. So I appreciate that. Yeah, he's a very busy man. Very busy man. He's got a lot of backstage stuff he's doing. He's got a lot of on-screen stuff he's doing. And speaking of both backstage and on-screen stuff, we have a wonderful guest today. We do. The uh, current pain in my ass, Jeff Jarrett. You better behave yourself, Aubrey. I know. I know. I better behave myself of myself, whatever. But dude needs no introduction, but he's AEW director of business development, Jay Lethal's tag partner. He's working with Sanjay. He's working with Satnam. He's got an incredible wrestling legacy. You can hear all these fantastic stories on his podcast, My World with Jeff Jarrett, new episodes on Tuesdays. Welcome, Double J. How are you doing, buddy? Mm. (laughs) Alex, no disrespect, pal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I agreed to this. Uh, so the last outlaw showed up in November, first week. Right. The second week of November. And Stacy, I'll take it up with you, Stacy, the producer. I, when I see you next, you're probably going to walk away from that conversation with a whole new light on the last outlaw. Oh. But Stacy sent me an email every week. <laughs> November, <laughs> December, January, February. Mid-March. So, folks, if you're counting out there, we're talking five months times four. We're approaching 20 emails. Hey, Last Outlaw. Hey, Mr. Jarrett. Hey, Double J. It was always, she would wordsmith it beautifully. Can you come on? Can you come on? Mm. And guess what? Hook me in. Hey, Mr. Jarrett, on this email, as if I remember it, I, I know that you don't care for Aubrey. And she exactly <laughs> said this, and you've got every right. She threw you under the bus. So mm, perfect. Wow. And, and matter of fact, truth be known, I don't really care for Aubrey. Dislike of Aubrey's in the majority. Yeah. Long time, 30-year friendship of Mr. Tony Shivani. He is a co-host of this. Mm-hmm. So can you tell Tony no? And I said, I can tell him no like 15 times. But when he got up into the 20, I said, all right, I got to do this for Tony. And now I show up and I'm looking at you, Alex. What? In you the know. World? Yeah. What? Explain yourself. Because <laughs> I can do a short podcast with just about anybody, including Aubrey. But you? Hey, well, uh, you know, sometimes Mr. Shivani, as I like to refer to him as, gets very busy. Yeah. And uh, he sent me a last minute and message. Not, and I'm oh, not, no, no, no. You're extremely busy. Listen, you are extremely busy. You wear multiple hats and you do them quite well. And I said, Tony, listen, I know that uh, Double J and I don't necessarily see eye to eye. And I know he certainly doesn't see eye to eye with Aubrey. Yeah. But oh, no. I will happily fill in because we know that Jeff is so busy. This is the only time that we can get him. Yeah. So I will happily do the interview and I will treat it with the utmost professionalism. 
And this is why I'm here. And I believe Aubrey said the same exact words. Oh, really? I definitely said the same exact Who's words. Leading this? Who's leading this chaos? The curtain jerker referee? Oh, you. Oh. Wow. Right. I mean, you look the curtain jerk referee. I just look. I don't mean that to disrespect. Look, I've been around a few years and you've. Yeah, you have shown me a lot of things since my time at AEW, but respect is not one of them. Nope. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So you got senior official, you got second in command. Aren't you the curtain jerk referee? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> wow. Well, I, right I now, haven't right given now, you any. Re- well, uh, no. Listen, I appreciate when she calls my matches you, down you the middle. You just agreed with me. <laughs> you just agreed with me. So, so here's the thing. Like you're saying, I don't respect you, but like respect is earned, pal. Like it's a two way street. You've shown me no respect. Mm. You've been cheating okay. on our television show. Well, let's uh, let's get this shit back on track, shall we? <laughs> Aubrey, Will, Billy, you came in with the Gun Club. Correct me if I'm wrong. The last time we had you on this podcast, which, by the way, is still one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. And my sister reminds me every week. She listens to all the podcasts and she goes, this one was good. The Billy Gunn one is still better. So thank you for that, by the way. Side note, back back to what I was talking about. When you came into AEW, you were just coaching. And then the pandemic happened. You start wrestling with your actual biological sons. And then eventually they disown you and you adopt the acclaim. But both of these groups of sons have won the tag team championships. So mm-hmm. how does that make you feel as a father, as a wrestler, as a mentor, as a coach? What does that mean to you? So it means the world to me. It means that like, if I retire, I'm good <laughs> because that's how many people actually got to do that. I know the second generation is a thing, but I've literally got to be in a company, you know, Austin at first was went to ROH mm-hmm. and then that didn't work out. And then, and everybody know this, I did not lend a hand in getting my kids jobs. That's just not me. That's not who I am. I will help you in every breath and every means that I have to get you to where you want to get to. But getting jobs and becoming who you are is all on you. And it wasn't ever just a thing because just because I did it doesn't mean that you have to do this. But, uh, you know, luckily, both of them are really good and they're starting to come into their own. And to be able to work with them and watch them and then they just needed to go on their own and then pick right up with the acclaim and get to help them and watch them just being around them and watching them grow and how excited they get when they learn new things. And they, I think the worst part was, is me being on the side and telling them what to do and when to do it because they like to blow right through things. So it's, it's oh yeah, they're like, Dad, please stop yelling at us. <laughs> it's not so much yelling as it is to get you to pay attention. Because half the time I'll sit there and yell and they won't hear anything because they're so engulfed in what they're doing. So we tune out what's going around us when all the really good things are out here. They're not in here. So just being able to work next to all of them, to watch them grow, to watch them discover wrestling and discover themselves and being amongst themselves and just having fun and just getting in a flow and watching how good they are. The four of them are so good and they get better every day. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing about being with the acclaim is I get to sit there and half the time it's just me and Max because Anthony's still in this wrestling mode where he still likes to <laughs> wrestle. So 
So whenever we want that, we go, okay, Anthony, go do your thing. Me and Max will sit here. You know, when things go awry, we'll turn to everybody and go like this, and we'll get them back on board. Like, that's where we're at. It's bad for them because they want to wrestle so bad. I said, but it's going to do you no good because all they're waiting for is this. So that's it, baby. <laughs> On one hand, it's awesome because that's, you know, you can pick them back up when there's a lull spot or a dead space. That's all you have to do. And they'll come right back to life. Not that there is ever a dull spot when we're out there, but it's the ultimate career that I've had. I've got to, you know, do some amazing things. I've now, I get to watch my kids do their thing. I get to watch my other kids do their things right next to them and win a championship with them. Like it just doesn't get any better. It really doesn't. And they're all such like sponges. Mm -hmm. They come to me all the time and they'll ask stuff. And I think that's what was good about our group. And then the acclaim group is we're not, we have, (laughs) we have team meetings every week. Like it's a thing. We just, and I'm not a, I'm not a, just because I've done these things, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm giving you suggestions because this is y'all's career now. Mine is pretty much over. I'm just here as a mentor and to help. That's what I want to do. I want to help you do and become bigger stars than I ever was. Nobody struggles for any position. It's all, we have meetings. We go, hey, what do you think about this? And we all give our give our opinions on what we think we should do or what we shouldn't do. And that's what makes groups the most successful is not jockeying for positions. You know, we did the same thing in DX. Everybody knew their spot. Everybody knew what they were doing. Nobody's jockeying to do anything. Nobody's stabbing anybody in the bag to do anything. The kids with the bullet club stuff that they're doing, I think they're the same. We're the you know, same thing. Nobody's jockeying for anything. And everybody knows their spot. And that's when great things happen. We're talking with Roderick Strong. And there's a man that I think you had a rivalry with that really put you on the map. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I can't think of somebody I've seen you face more across multiple promotions than one Brian Danielson. Ugh. You guys had a, a famous trilogy of matches in Ring of Honor, but you guys have faced each other really across the indies. Talk to me a little bit about working with Brian Danielson and and that time of your career. Oh, uh, where do I start? One, it was just super uh, nerve wracking. I say that when I originally was told just our first matchup, I was so nervous because he was one of the guys and you just like start looking up to these people your peers because he's not that much older than me but at the time like his experience was just so different because he you know he went to you know Shawn Michaels school he which a funny thing is I actually tried to go to Shawn's school but I was too young I was 16 at the time so my parents wouldn't let me they probably wouldn't have taken me anyways but uh I just knew it was my opportunity to like it's like sink or swim with him and uh I don't know. Those are definitely like the most important matches in, of my career in the sense of learning. And, and I don't know, we just brought out something in each other that I probably wouldn't have found if I wouldn't have been working with him. So it was, to me, the most important set of matchups I've, I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, talking about, you know, famously, you guys went almost 60 minutes. Uh, you guys had the one hour time limit match uh, for the title and went 56 minutes. One, how do you prepare, especially at that stage of your career, for a 60-minute match? Yeah. Well, good thing I was busy wrestling. That's how you prepare. Just keep (laughs) doing it as much as you possibly can. 
a little crazy thing about that. I had actually torn my calf muscle like a week. There was like a little tear in it, like a week before that match. And I was so scared that I was just going to drop the ball. I was like, oh my God, I am not prepared for this. But, you know, he's a freaking pro. You know, as time went on, my confidence rose in the match. I wasn't as scared. But yeah, just hearing that number 60 minutes. It was like we had went 37 minutes, 47 minutes. But just as it incrementally gets higher, you're like, oh, my God, I do not know how I'm going to do in here. And uh, it was awesome, though. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I don't think I have the cardio for something like that. Yeah. I'm- well, I, I, you know, I ended up having a 60-minute match with Jay Lethal mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite matches I've ever had, too, just because it was a war. And it was so hot in there. Oh, it was just so hot, but so much fun. Like he's one of my my favorite opponents that I've ever had, like Jay. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm very happy to introduce our guest today, one of the most amazing human beings in the world, one of the happiest people in the world. I'm just so happy he's here because he lights up a room every time he's here. Mark Briscoe, welcome to AEW Unrestricted. How are you, buddy? I'm good, good. How's everybody doing? I'm really good. And honestly, I'm really excited to have you guys in the same place yes. because there is a lot to talk about. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Matter of fact, we can't even like get into a, a true discussion here about anything before we talk about you two teaming up. Uh, the, th- the two of you were in a six person tag with Papa Briscoe. Yeah. With Papa, yeah. Briscoe, with Papa Briscoe on rampage. Oh my God. So you guys took on Karen Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, and of course, Jay lethal. Yes. So, First off, <laughs> teaming with Aubrey, Mark, what what was that like? <laughs> what, what was it like? Well, let me tell you, I, now, I do respect Aubrey. I respect your decision, your retirement. You know, I respect it. I'm there for you. Undefeated. Undefeated. Just like our other partner, Papa Briscoe, he, he's undefeated. And, uh, but I just want to let you know, if you ever decide to come out of retirement, we might have to go on a run, on a tear, as <laughs> the most destructive, mixed Trio's team in the history of history. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Will. <laughs> oh, like honestly, like it's one thing to retire undefeated, but you are undefeated by submission. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad ad for you right there. Oh my god, yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I I never wrestled. I never intended to wrestle. I was like perfectly content, y- you know, yelling at dudes and shouting rules and stuff. So when this whole thing happened, I'm like. Sure, whatever. We're just going to ride the ride and see how it all works out. And then I heard I was tagging with Mark and his dad. I'm like, okay, this is pretty much the greatest thing in the world. Like, (laughs) and it's not even like hyperbole, right? Like, this is so wonderful and amazing. And Papa Briscoe, by the way, like Mark already is an amazing human being, but Papa Briscoe is just the sweetest person I've ever met. And he was immediately like, 
I was like, oh, this is like my dad. Like, he's just super proud of me. He was hugging me after. Like, you did so great. I'm so proud of you. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we did it. This is awesome. <laughs> Damn right. So, like, tell me about, like, how that all came together. Like, what led to the decision for you to use the figure four specifically? I, I mean, it felt kind of like a badass move to just use Jay Lethal's finisher against his teammate. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to put like a period on everything, like, all right, here, this is how we're going out. Right. Stamp it. Right. That's all you got to do. But I, I remember being in the discussion <laughs> when all of this like was starting to come about. And then when it was brought up and look, I'm a big Ring of Honor guy. Knowing a lot of the history of Ring of Honor, when I heard that Papa Briscoe was going to be a part of this, I got really excited. Mark, when did you find out that this was all going to happen? And what was your reaction to teaming with Papa Briscoe and teaming with Aubrey? Well, I tell you, it was uh, the pay-per-view match with FTR and Jay Legal and Jeff Jarrett when, uh, you know what I mean, when Karen stuck her nose in there and then Aubrey. That bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she had the audacity <laughs> to do what she did to Aubrey. At that point, I was like, okay, there's got to be some comeuppance with at least Aubrey. I'm going to help Aubrey get her comeuppance. And the next thing you know, it's like, okay, we outnumbered here. And it's a weird dynamic because it's mixed tag team action. And I've said, I'm not going to have any more tag team matches. I'm done with two-on-two tag team matches. So we were brainstorming. It's like, hold up. You know what might be just crazy enough to work? Just like the bat signal in the sky calling the big man. I think my favorite part of all of that, too, is like the timing of everything. Like the match was in Washington, D.C. You yourself are from the Northeast. So it was just like, this is too good. Like and Washington, D.C. is where Sanjay's from. So it felt really good to especially like, you know, beat his team and kind of where he's he's the big deal. So it's weird the way wrestling works, where it all kind of comes down to just timing. And it's just perfect. It really is. Yeah, so this this match was wild. There was there was promos, there was backstage segments, and then I felt like I had to follow up Mark with my own sleeveless ref tank top. There wasn't camo, like I can't rock that. But if they're a little bit dazzled on, that was fine. <laughs> oh, you crushed it. You crushed it. I loved it so much. Like I told you at the time, I was like, I want to see this like every week. Just go out there with this the bit dazzling like honestly i want to see ref aubrey in the back like every single time it was great dude the amount of people that have asked me like are you going to sell this shirt i'm like we don't even sell standard ref shirts like <laughs> like no 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 like i'm very happy it was a wonderful experience i could not have asked for anything better like everyone involved in this from the planning to the execution to sarah stock who was helping us kind of put it all together like I could not be happier, but I also could not be happier that it's done. I was so sore that day. And I'm like, I barely took a bump. Karen kind of took everything because I kicked her ass. Oh, my God. Like, I have so much more appreciation for wrestlers and Mark, especially for, like, carrying my ass through that whole thing. Because, like, I took a hot tag, came in, had about two minutes, and then called it. I'm like, there was a whole, like, six minutes before then. (laughs) See. You and Papa Briscoe got that it factor. Like, y'all got that less is more. Y'all ain't even got, y'all just show up, make that money, and leave. <laughs> yeah, he comes in, throws a couple lariats. I throw throw on a figure four, bash somebody with a guitar. Like, it's done. Money's made. Good business, brother. Let's get the hell out. <laughs> Damn right. Head to the pay window. <laughs> before we wrap up, we had a number of fan questions that come in, and I want to get through a couple of these before we say goodbye. There was a question, I, and I think this really, really speaks true to kind of everything we've talked about uh, from the Michael Murray on Twitter. 
What's the one thing that you hope people will always remember about Dem Boys? That we're the damnedest tag team, the baddest tag team. You know what I mean? Never, never, never turned down from a fight in uh, the range that we had where we could do the technical matches or we could do the spot fest or we could do the hardcore or whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like we could do it from whatever spot on the show. If, if, if they want the first match, if they want the main event, if they want anything in between, if they want this, that, or the other cage match, ladder match, any kind of stipulations, like we got you. It ain't no problem. Like we, I think, as a team, and I'm, you know, I, I hate sounding like I'm bragging, but I don't think any team could really hit so many different genres of pro wrestling and knock it out of the park like me and Jay. I agree. Oh, uh, 100% agree. I, I look, I, I, again, personally, huge Briscoe's fan. I, I can't argue that at all. Um, do we want to do one more fan question? I think we got time for one more. I want to read this one from uh, Tigers at the Aquarium. It says, as someone who also has faith in something more, I really appreciated how Mark described his brother's passing. Can he talk a bit more about uh, that strength of faith in such a challenging time? It's an inspiring thing, the way he has handled all of that. I said it from the day, I mean, from the time Jamin passed, from that day, I just remember having, some people might have heard me say it before, but as when I was going from my house to the hospital and I'm like, my brain is just like, you know what I mean? Not functioning properly. And it's like, what is like, nothing is making sense. And it's like, this can't be real. And this, that, or the other is like, I, I swear to you, it's like, I heard over everything else. It was like, do you believe what you say you believe? You know, I profess my faith in, in, in my belief in God and belief in Jesus Christ. And you know what I mean? And but then it was like, at that moment, it was like, do you believe what you say you believe or not? I had to sit there and I had to check myself. And I was like, well, I, I do, I do. And, and, and at that point, it's like, well, if that's the case, worry about your nieces. Don't worry about Jay. Like he's, he done graduated. He's, he's at the next, he done leveled up. You know what I mean? He done leveled up. And so that, that's what really comforted me. And it's like, <laughs> I'm rolling with that. Like, you know what I mean? You, we can all choose to believe whatever we want to. That's the thing about faith. It's faith. It's not proof. It's faith. You, like, you cannot prove God, but you can't prove against God either. So, and, and it's like, that's like, all right, well, if, if this is what I believe, and if I truly believe this, then I know that my brother's all right. And now my niece, like, she's, they told her that night, you'll never walk again. She's taking like 20 some odd steps, like just the other night, you know? Mm-hmm. If there ain't nothing more than this life, then, you know what I mean? I, I don't think that. I would be able to feel Jay. I would be able to feel the peace and the comfort that I do get from God and from just knowing that he still exists. And not only does he exist, he exists in a higher reality, in a higher state of reality. Like he's more real. His life and his existence, right? What he's experiencing right now is more real than what I'm existing. Like this is like dumbed down and like we haven't even like all our spiritual senses haven't even been our spiritual eyes, we can't even see with our spiritual eyes. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much more. There's so much more than this. And so, one, it gives me encouragement that while I am here on this planet, on planet Earth, to do this shit through the match. Like, <laughs> like, don't live scared or afraid or worried. It's just like, live to the fullest because Jay didn't know. None of us knew that 
that that that was I seen him that very day. If I, I'd have probably give him a hug if I knew that was the last time I was gonna see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like to to live this life to the fullest and then to know that this isn't it. It's just like that's really kept helped me to carry on and help me to to not lose my shit. <laughs> It's beautiful, man. You went through a crazy hardship. And as you said, like no one knows when it's going to happen. The fact you speak so highly of your faith and you speak so highly of your brother, given everything that's gone through, it's like, I really commend you for that, man. Like you're a wonderful human being. Really commendable. You brighten a room every time you walk in. Your smile, you come in and everyone's just like, man, Mark Briscoe's here. This is going to be fucking great. (laughs) Like it's going to be a good day when Mark's here. Yeah, I appreciate that, Aubrey. Of course, man. Thank you so much for being here today and having this conversation with us. Hey, right. Thank y'all. This was cool. This is very cool. Thank you, Mark. You can follow Mark on Twitter at SussexCoChicken and on Instagram at m.briscoesr. And of course, listen to this podcast, new episodes every Thursday, all your favorite podcast platforms. You can check out the video episodes on YouTube and see Mark's awesome cat sitting with him yep. on the chair. Kitty, kitty. Queen, That's kitty, awesome. kitty, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Giddy Giddy Poofy. She was here first. She was. I set the camera up and I thought she would probably go on her way, but she was perfectly content. Co hosted <laughs> the whole time. What a cat. You can watch Dynamite Wednesdays. You can watch ROH on Thursdays. You can watch Rampage Fridays. You can watch Collision Saturdays. We're all over the place. You can see this incredible person wrestle on TV. Mark Briscoe, thank you so much. This is Aubrey Edwards along with Will Washington. Thank you for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands up, let me see you. Unrestricted, got the house now. We gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down. Got that big space pumping, make them bounce now. Flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.